0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm, and my goal each episode is to bring you fresh ideas, a new perspective, innovative practices from some of the most successful financial advisors in our industry. So thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. This is Jamie Malm, and this is another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Chuck Lucius. He is the owner and founder of the Gradient Financial Group of Companies. So welcome, Chuck.
1: Well, thank you. I don't know how special I am, but I do appreciate your (laughs) comments.
0: Yes, you're welcome. I was thinking last night about our talk today and realized that I have worked for you for almost 20 years, and I'm pretty sure we're both too young for it to be 20 years.
1: I'm absolutely positive. You know, I may have aged slightly, but uh, you haven't aged at
0: all. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we're both still using our picture from 15 years ago. So I'm going to hold on to that as long as I can in all marketing materials.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) But thinking about how long it has been reminded me of something that I want to share with you. I don't know that I ever have shared this with you before, but this was extremely impactful for me. And my guess is it's probably something you don't even recall happened. So years ago, my husband Brad and I, we both worked for you when we were in our early 20s. And we were new to what we lovingly refer to as our practice company. Um, But that company employed hundreds of people. And keep in mind, we we were new. We didn't have a long standing relationship with you or Tammy. We're in our first year and Brad got really, really sick. We were young. We had no money. We were just starting our careers. We had a baby and suddenly Brad's so sick. He can hardly work. Our local doctors couldn't figure it out. And we were kind of at a loss of what to do. And I remember one day being in the office and I was paged over the intercom to come to Tammy's office, which, you know, that never sounds like it's going to be a good thing to the person being paged. But
1: you... I know I wouldn't want to be paged to come to her <laughs> office. It doesn't seem like good.
0: No, I didn't want to be paged that day, that day either. I didn't really know what to expect, but I, I thought, well, this this can't be good. Uh, but I I went in, and you and Tammy were there. You sat me down. You asked very genuinely how Brad was doing, and I thought, Oh, they're going to say, you know, he's missed a lot of work. This just isn't going to work out. Instead, you both personally offered to help us get him to Mayo Clinic for help. And I remember saying, well, that's, you know, that's generous. We just can't afford that. And you said, no, I don't think I don't think you understand what we're offering. We we will do this. And it wasn't something that we ended up needing, Um, And it's probably not even something that you remember, but it was so impactful to us throughout all the years I've worked for you. I have not forgotten it. And I knew very early on that your support extended beyond the workplace. So if I haven't ever thanked you, thank you.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, and uh, you know, I'll mention to Tammy that uh, uh, you mentioned that. So, I appreciate it. Thank don't
0: you. T- don't tell her I was scared to come into the office.
1: Mm. Yeah. Skip that. Yeah. So yeah. All yeah.
0: right, but I want to get into why I asked you to join the call today. There are a lot of things you could speak on that would benefit our advisors, but obviously, there's a very specific issue facing us all right now with the health crisis in our nation social distancing, recession. That's what I want to discuss. And I've been pleasantly surprised to see some of our top advisors rise to the challenge of adapting to this new norm and being proactive, but not everybody is taking action right now. You obviously have years of experience in business. I'm interested in hearing your perspective on what you think is going to separate those that come out on the other side of this more successful versus those that just don't survive this,
1: right? Um, well, everybody will survive it. Uh, at least most people will, unless uh, uh, unless it truly gets you. Uh, but uh, it's it's what you what you have at the end of the whole thing. And, and uh, be rest assured, there will be an end to it. You know, a lot of people talk about uh, the the, the uh, coronavirus and a lot of all the uncertainty you know, there is certainty in my mind in it, and that's the way I look at it. The certainty is is it will remain uncertain. That's a fact. So once you get to that point where it's gonna remain uncertain and you get acceptance of that in in the time frame, whether people get sick or whether that that's not a debate. I mean, people are gonna get sick, people are gonna pass away. I mean it's that's a fact. That's not uncertain. Okay, so what people have to do is get over this excuse of uncertainty, and I do mean the word excuse of uncertainty, and get on with what they can do and what they can control. And and that is the critical piece. Just like when you were talking about Brad and, uh, and uh, the uh, issues that he had, those mm-hmm. were issues that he couldn't, uh, he, he couldn't do anything about, it. he couldn't say, well, I, 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 you know, if I jump up and down 10 times, everything goes away and, and all of that. Um, uh, he had to do something about it. And so for people that, that understand that and don't just roll up and, and, uh, in a cocoon and, and, uh, sit idly, I have a lot of patience and, uh, we will help to the, to the, as much as we possibly can. For those that avoid uh, doing anything, honest to gosh, I don't have much time for them. I really don't. Uh, you can either talk to them and control them into something, or you can kick them right square in the butt and get them going. Uh, so this, this time that we have with uh, right now the coronavirus and working from home forces people into a change environment. And then they want, what they want to do is because they're afraid of change, this is just my opinion, because they're afraid of change, they, they make up all kinds of, well, I'm uncertain about this and what about that? And all of that, all a waste of time. The question is, is what can you do about where you're at right now and is, am I directing my comments to, to what you were asking, or am I wandering off into the
0: distance here? No, I think that's absolutely, you know, the perspective of just taking action, right? That's one of the most important things. And
1: yeah, the first thing is, is that, you know, as, as most people know, I pilot airplanes and have for 50 years, can you imagine if a pilot went, went, Uncertainty came and an emergency arose that they just sat there in a befuddled uncertain manner and didn't do anything. Would you want to ride in that airplane?
0: Good analogy. Um,
1: I I certainly wouldn't. And uh, so you have to take action. And when an emergency arises, which I would suggest we're, we're most probably in, in the emergency, one of the emergencies of our lifetime. Uh, uh, globally anyway is uh, um, the first thing that you do when there's an emergency in an airplane. And I think the first thing that you do uh, in a situation like this and a time like this is do not react immediately. What the air force taught us was reach up and wind the clock. And by that, what I mean is just don't have all kinds of knee jerk reactions take a look at what's going on and what needs to be done, and then move through it. Now, when you wind that clock on in an airplane and there is a true emergency on it, um, it seems like it's about an hour, and, and it's about two or three seconds. That's about all it is. And then we start to set up a plan of action, and these plans of action that we're doing right now, are going to change our life and it's the biggest opportunity to modernize practices and relationships with people that we've ever been presented. So the next thing I'd like to say is, is when in times of stress and turmoil that look to see it, uh, the opportunities that are there and the opportunities you need to embrace during that period of time. Does that make sense?
0: It does. And I think one one thing I'm hearing is people are failing to recognize the opportunity because they're so focused on doing the way the the things that they've always done the way they've always done them. That might not work moving forward. And it's it's the fear of changing gears a little bit and looking at how do I take advantage of the opportunities? Well, that might require me to do things totally differently than I have in the past.
1: Right. Um, and and I would, I would say it modifies the way you do the same things and you do the same things differently. Um, um, so let's, let's talk about some of these things is if I can't see people face to face and they don't want to go to appointments and they can't mix with groups, I can't have face to face workshops or seminars right now. Can I?
0: Right. That's going to be, that's that's going to be off the table for a while.
1: Nope. Yeah. That's not uncertain. That's absolute. That's certain. Okay. So I don't have to think about that. That's certain. So I put certainty into that and I decide what am I going to do? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to meet with people somehow individually and in groups. And I'm going to have to use technology and the webinar and zoom and all these things that are not, that I'm not as familiar with. I, what I am familiar with is, is that in my mind, I'm so important. I have to be with them to look them in the eye and, and my magnetic person will just take over and that's that magnetic same magnetic person will take over but what will happen is is you just have to do it in a different communication realm but it's the same communications that you're going to use does that make sense to you
0: absolutely one of the questions that i know we're getting all the time is well what would i present on what would i say and you know we've said don't overthink this it's the same content you're doing the same thing just in a different way instead of you being there in person maybe you're presenting it online but it isn't suddenly that well, you don't know what to talk about
1: I mean this that I mean I, I hate to use the term well I don't even hate to I mean that is about the stupidest comment I've ever heard you know when somebody says that what do I do on an appointment if I do it over the internet or whether I do it in person, you do the same damn thing. I mean, who's kidding who you need an excuse to, to, uh, uh, not do something that is not a good excuse. That is, that is nothing. The fact that I can say is, well, I don't know how to use zoom. I've never practiced. That's where you and others that are change agents come in and you say to them, I realize that it's a change for you, but the appointment's going to be the same. Let's go ahead and practice it. And I'm going to show you how to do it. Okay. And we're going to practice it. And you know, it's your favorite topic, isn't it? Role play.
0: Oh, you so, know it is. So
1: they try they try it with you. Well, well that changes people. It helps them work through change. It doesn't feel so good when you're doing it, but why can't as an example, you have a a practice interview, an insurance sales interview or an annuity sales interview or a fact finding feeling finding with an agent or financial services professional that's struggling with it. If I were you, that's what I would be doing. And if I were them, I would say, I need somebody to practice with. I don't want to go live on my first uh, client. I'd like to make a few mistakes first and smooth out my process. Make sure I know how to change screens. You know, the mechanics of the thing. Does that make sense?
0: It does. And we are absolutely doing that for the people that are open to it. And it—it's. I think they're surprised at, oh, that was a lot easier than I thought. I guess this isn't really a big change, but you got to get in there and start doing it before you realize that
1: that's right. And, and sometimes they're afraid, they're so afraid they won't even practice with you. Oh, that won't work. Well, how do you know? I mean, you know, they say that, Uh, well, that won't work and whatever. I mean, come on. If you're afraid of change, just say so. If you're so stymied that you can't do anything uh, uh, differently in a communicate with a communications device, just say so. But don't give me all this stuff about, oh, that won't work, and I'll conjure up, what about if, and what about if, and what about if, get on with it. Okay, there's an opportunity here, and I got news for you. When I've talked with some of our financial services professionals, I won't name them so they don't get inundated with calls. But I had I had a, a, a gentleman that I talked with, and he's he's a top notch uh, financial services professional. He holds uh, um, uh, the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, name escapes me. Uh, uh, public or uh, governmental employees? What's that program called? I'm
0: sorry. Oh, for the federal benefits.
1: Yeah, federal benefits, I'm sorry, federal benefits. So normally what he would do is is he would drive for four hours, hold a federal benefits meeting face-to-face on it, schedule 40 people would be there, 30 would show up, he'd give his uh, uh, presentation, uh, and then he would talk with them a little bit, and he would get in his car and drive four hours back again. And then he would go to the next town, which was four hours away, do the same thing. And so he can't drive there and they won't have a meeting. So he scheduled a meeting and thinking, I think it may work. It may not, but I'm going to do it. And so all he did was take an in-person meeting and switch it to an internet meeting, an internet workshop. Lo and behold, 40 scheduled, 30 were there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And People will say, your, your financial service, well, you know, what happened? Some of those people won't listen, though. You know, so therefore, I shouldn't do that. Hey, buckle up, buttercup. They don't listen to you when they're sitting there either.
0: I was you know? going to say one so of the things got, that they're commenting hmm. on is, well, if I'm holding um, a webinar or a seminar online, they can just hop off. There's there's nothing holding them there. Well, what would be the difference if you were holding it in a restaurant and you had a handful of people come that aren't listening anyway, they just came for the meal. Same type of thing, just The,
1: the, the same people won't do it. So you're playing to the opportunity area, the 25 that do not the five that don't you know, think about the positive parts, the opportunity, not all the negatives. You know, if I wanted people to work with us uh, that were negative thinking, I could hire them by the drove. so that I could have everybody tell me, well, why in fact I did when we started the RA, why it won't work, you know, ah, uh, you know, save it. You know, I know it'll work. And the other piece of it is, is if you just do it, it works. So you hold this webinar. Well, here's what happened with, uh, with, uh, this gentleman. So he's thinking, I would have gone to, you know, wherever Santa Fe and driven for four hours. Then the next day, two days later, I would have driven to Plano, Texas. And then the next one I would have driven to Austin. And I would have said 40 are going to be there. 30 show up. Uh, Only 23 of them listen anyway. And, and that, but that's what he does. He's going for the 23. So what he decided to do, you know, it seemed like a good thought as he said, well, you know, I cover the same material in all three of these. Why don't I divide uh, Why don't I invite the Plano people and the, the uh, Dallas people to my next meeting? That's uh, really, I thought about was for Santa Fe. Lo and behold, he had 120 schedule. He had 90 show up and he probably has the same 70 that listen. Mm -hmm. Only he didn't drive four times two times three, whatever that is hours in the car to each one of these places. And do you know his results are being the same? So now here's the next thing then is you have to follow up and you want to follow up with those who are interested and those who are interested who will follow up. And let me ask you a question. Do you think people right now are interested in financial issues?
0: Oh, gosh. Talk about an emotional topic right now. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And do you think they have time to actually listen? So they're disturbed and they have time and we oh, have we people have who sit in there. Yeah. And we have people who sit in our office, muddling who are disturbed and have time and do nothing, do something, mm-hmm. yeah. hold, hold a hold the workshop over the web practice with your marketer on it. Now, here's the next thing. You end up having to hold an appointment if you can't see him in person and you can't, uh, 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 do it in person. How do you think you have to do it? Jamie, what's your guess?
0: You gotta do it over, over the internet.
1: Well, really, that's a great idea. Well, I've never done that before. Well, why don't we sit and practice it? Our whole system of connects me is set up to do the fact finding and feeling finding, collect the data, send it to case central. And you know, we can do our apps electronically, right? Yeah. Through firelight, we can do our investments electronically and we can open accounts for investments electronically. Do you know that?
0: I did. And I think that one of the main points there is it's start to finish, right? It is, you're holding your marketing event online. You're holding your appointment online. You're showing your reports online. You're sending them to the client virtually um, through a secure portal. You're submitting them the applications electronically. It is about as seamless as you can get. I know I've talked to others that say, My gosh, I'm never going back. Even when this is over, I'm never going back to the way that I was doing things. And that's,
1: yep. And, 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 you know, it'll be a combination of things, but you know, like, let's say the, the, the gentleman that holds, uh, lives, uh, four hours away, if they could hold appointments electronically and do just as good of a job on those appointments, why would you want to drive out there and do two or three appointments or four appointments, drive four hours out, do four appointments and drive four hours back again, if you could do it electronically. And I think and it's the same darn appointment. It's the same information, and you can have your same personnel. Yeah, I think consumers are seeing a little bit more voice.
0: And I think consumers are seeing how efficient that is, and they won't want to go back to Uh, driving. You know, however long it takes them to fight traffic to get into an office, when they realize, gosh, I can do the same thing and talk to this uh, expert, and I don't have to leave my house. That's uh, great.
1: What they're going to do, uh, what they're going to do, and you're not going to have everybody do it, but what you're going to do is you're going to have people say, well, do I really have to come there? Do we really have to get together or can we do it, uh, uh, over the internet? Do I really have to go to the grocery store? Can I order my stuff through, uh, uh, and have them deliver it? Mm -hmm. Do I really have to, uh, uh, go to a shoe store to buy shoes or can I do it over the internet? I mean, look at the people now that are getting used to the internet. So, I mean, if you think this is gonna go away and you can uh, bury your head in the sand and not make any changes, I believe you have another thing coming. I tell you, we've had a little bit of a change. I thought people working from home, uh, I thought is a really bad idea. All they're gonna do is go home and fiddle-diddle around. You know, and this is our own employees. Well, it turns out that they're not. They're all working pretty darn diligently, and our systems and processes are set up so that we can do it electronically. But as an example, if somebody sends us a paper application because they don't want to change and don't do it electronically, who do we have sitting here right now with all of our people deployed to open the mail and go through the app and check it? We don't have people to do that. Mm -hmm. They're all home and the paperwork is coming into the office, right? So there's a delay. Then they check through it and the application, just the paper application, generally speaking, 50% of them are incorrect. So they have to go back and forth and back and forth with it. When you submit an application, as an example for an annuity electronically, it is 100% completed And if you put the answers in properly, it's correct. If you put in the wrong birthday, it doesn't know it's the wrong birthday, but it is correct. We can check it electronically and we can move it forward and it goes through in the same day and things are done. We got people fiddling around trying to do paper applications today and it is, uh, it is honestly, it's a mess and it's a mess for them and it's a mess for us. So electronic applications are not a thing of the future. They're an absolute right now. And we have people who drag our feet on electronic applications. Why do you think they do that?
0: It's change. Change.
1: They're afraid of change. Well, that's not the way I do it. I do it on paper. I do it incorrectly. Uh, I send it to somebody and uh, uh, then they do my work for me and send it back to me. I complain to them about, how, how difficult this is, and uh, that gives me something to talk about negatively. And then, and then I finally get it done, and it takes forever for it to get paid for. That's a self-inflicted problem.
0: Well, here's something that that has come up. Um, I know in conversations with Firelight especially as well, I go, if I'm at their house, if I have to go to them, then I can't connect. Well, you're not going to anybody's house now anyway. So the ability to hit a button and have that app emailed to the person that you're on the phone with and they click a button and sign, it's never been easier. So actually taking the electronic application when you're not sitting with them in a home is going to make it much more efficient. So if that's been a challenge for people, that's basically been eliminated.
1: Is that where is that at in rural areas where there's no internet?
0: Probably, or um, even just well, if I'm at their home and then I have to try to connect to their internet, or I have to hotspot or something, it's just been another challenge. You know, um, but you know it, what that's I gone would away
1: mostly on that. And I may, I may be incorrect, uh, and maybe in rural areas there is no internet, but I doubt it. I doubt it's the fact that uh, a person doesn't know how to connect. I can follow. Yeah, that's more what it is. It's more more of a, I'm looking for an excuse not to do it. And I went to this one house this one time three years ago, and they didn't have an internet. Therefore, I'm going to globalize from one anecdotal event. Well, I can't do that. I mean, weak, very weak. So people who are adapting to the change and moving forward on it are starting to mechanize. And we, it's this, this is, sounds funny to say, but uh, it's almost like we knew something like this was coming because we've electronic everything that we have and we're perfecting it and anything that we're not doing. We are, we control it all. We are willing to do. We are willing to fix anything. We are willing to move forward, but we have to ask that people do it the way we uh, uh, ask them to do it. They can't come to us and say, well, I want to do it this way. Well, I want to do it this way. Well, that's it can't be done. There has to be some consistency to it and just fill them out the way they ask you to fill them out. That's all I, I say. So now we can do, Case Central electronically, we can send the stuff in electronically. Case Central sends it back to case back to people electronically. It's really all set up for the presentation electronically. And really we have a lot of financial services people who do it electronically in their office. They have a screen up on the wall and they sit at a table that bumps up against the wall and they just run their presentation and discuss it on the wall with the individual sitting right next to them. And it's kind of a team approach where you put the presentation up and we all three work on that piece of it. Do you have people that do that?
0: Absolutely, yeah, That that's a very well, smooth process.
1: Yes, it's a very smooth process and it's absolutely the same process that you're using if they're 50 miles or 100 miles away. They just have to have a computer, a computer screen to do it. And actually, if they don't, I don't know what you're going to do anyway. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Drive out there and talk to them. It could, Mm -hmm. you know, on a one-on-one, I suppose if they want a stranger from the big city to come out to the country and bring their diseases with them today that they've been reading about. And they're, they're afraid and sitting in their living room and you know, the uh, tied up. So all I'm, all I'm suggesting is is that you take this uncertainty thing and figure out what's certain in it. The certain thing is, is you can't see people face to face. So you have to contribute that you have to talk to them. You know, another alternative, if you don't want to change and you don't want to do it, simply retire. That's an alternative,
0: mm-hmm.
1: simply retire.
0: And I think call it more- a
1: day, say I'm un- unable to change. The world has passed me by and uh, I'm going to hunker down and I'm going to retire. And, and, and just leave the business. That's an alternative.
0: And one point on that is I think people have to be realistic about where they are. Like there's no middle ground between that. There's not a, I'm going to sit back and wait for a month or so. And I, I think this will pass. Even if the shelter in place order is gone in 30 days or 60 days, people are not going to suddenly flock to want to pack into a crowded room and a restaurant to listen to your, in-person presentation this isn't something that's going to last 30 days or 60 days there will be lasting effects from this and it, there's not a uh-huh. of no ground we're either going to change and we're going to adapt and we're going to go be proactive and hit this thing head on yeah. or we have to retire and say this isn't for me and yeah. i'm willing to do it
1: yeah it's like three weeks or a month from now uh somebody uh makes the edict okay you can uh uh, fly on the airlines again. Uh, you you can, you can go to the airports and fly on the airlines again, whatever, whatever it is, you can go to a basketball game. All right. Well, the fact that somebody says you can is nice, but people are not going to do it over time. They'll get back to going to it, but they may not ever return to the same methodology that they have today. Right. So so the fact that you can go to a seminar, the fact that you can go to a crowded restaurant. I know I for one am not going to flock there and I can tell you for sure Tammy is not. Right. You know, things like uh 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 not to speak out of turn here but our gala, you know, uh uh I've talked to many of our financial services people and uh uh it's a fun thing and kind of a party and it's uh, it's also got business but the bottom line is, is you're together with 500 people from all over the country. Uh, And even if they edict, that that's fine, you would have to fly there in an airplane. Do you really think people are going to want to do that? Jamie?
0: Yeah, no, they're not.
1: (laughs) No, they're not. We're so, so it's, we don't cancel the the gala. The gala is going to cancel by itself, Mm -hmm. you know? So as an example, that that's an example. And that's, that's in July. Right. Well, how do you know, how do you know that, uh, uh, that, that they can't go? It doesn't matter. I am certain they're not going to want to go.
0: Right. They won't want to. Right.
1: There's certainty in that, you know, September, I don't know, October, maybe by the first of the year, I would, you know, that would be, they'll, they'll gather again but we're certainly going to have, uh, have a different format and more of a cleanliness atmosphere for the, uh, uh, uh our kickoff meeting in January. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to have that. But in the meantime, uh, uh, that's what it is. So while we're on that topic, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, uh, unaware that this is going to affect our business. Um, as people make these adjustments, the strong and the people who can take advantage of the opportunities will survive and flourish. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, and whether it's right now or three months from now, as people adjust to it, uh, I mean, life goes on, you know, buckle up buttercup. We'll all get through this question is, is what shape will you be in when you get through it? So, so as we make all of these changes and we move forward in things, it is a tremendous opportunity to hone your skills. It really is. And if people take advantage of it, it is, it is just, Yeah,
0: It, I agree. it, it's it the is opportunity good, it is a is. good
1: time. It's the opportunity and that's the way you have to view it.
0: So Do you I have, have anything you'd you, like
1: to add? Yeah, or what? go ahead.
0: I, I want to circle back to something that you said um, uh, a, a while ago, but you talked about the when you started the RAA, and I I mm. was there for part of that. I remember, you know, thinking <laughs> we are light years ahead because we believed in the vision we knew, but we were kind of alone in that space. For many of us, you are one of the most successful business people that we personally know. And I would imagine that rise to success wasn't just a smooth uphill climb. So any lessons learned um, throughout the years of your business experience that you can share with people that may be feeling a little bit like, how how am I gonna overcome this? Yes, I see the opportunity, but Mm -hmm. if this drags on and on, how do I overcome this? Any lessons learned over the years for that?
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Get off your ass and get moving. That's, that's, that's the key is do something. Don't sit and muddle because I can guarantee you if you just sit and muddle, nothing will happen. That one I will uh, guarantee. If you sit and muddle and talk about the two people that won't listen in the webinar, I guarantee you for you, they won't listen. They all won't listen because you didn't hold it. Okay. So, you want to work forward to prove yourself wrong, and most often what happens as you move forward, you prove yourself right. Okay, You refine and prove yourself right. Usually when things don't work, it's not that uh, they actually don't work. You just weren't very good at it. So you get better at it as you move forward. So what I would encourage everybody to do is get electronic, know how to do the applications, the annuity applications on it. We can do practice annuity applications with you. We can do practice investment applications. We can do practice account opening. We can make you good at it. In fact, you can fill out, if you collect all the data, the application is just about filled out totally by our internal system, it will fill out a, fire, a Firelight application to about 85% if you put your fact finding and feeling finding into ConnectsMe. But lo and behold, we have a lot of people that haven't done that. So they get to the end and they got to put all the stuff in. Yeah. And it backfills into the VA. So it's the, the fighting of of the, uh, it, this is the, the, the greatest time in the world to refine your processes into at least the year 2005. You know, but we, you can make them 2020 right now and that's the way the world's gonna work. Mm-hmm. So, it's, uh, so it, it sounds odd, but I view this as one of the most exciting times in the financial services industry that I have ever seen. And I, and I don't just say that. I mean it. I think for gradient, this is the time to move forward, keep going through, look at the opportunities and the refinements, help people to get through, and we emerge on the other side wide open. I mean, we are in full speed. You know, it's kind of like uh, you, you want to do your practicing when the waves aren't up, and so when the waves do come up, you can ride them. And that's exactly what'll happen as we emerge from uh, all of this disaster. And 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 I don't want to underplay this this virus thing, by the way, and and demean it. I mean, it is a serious deal. And 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 I'd like to express my feeling uh, and condolences to people, uh, about it, about this because some people are going to have loved ones and, and, uh, others to do it. But, uh, what it seems to me is, is it, 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 uh, has very, very detrimental effects to older people and people who have issues. Uh, and there I look no at it this way. Uh, Yes. Immunocompromised, uh, older people who have lung issues, any kind of a a compromise really. Uh, and and it, that's not really a surprise. You know, if you have a lot of things wrong with you and you get another thing, it sort of piles on. But, what is the saddest on this one and, and really is heartbreaking in my mind is as we have parents and older people are compromised people and they're, they are sick with it and you can't go into the the uh, nursing home or you can't go into the hospital and you have to, you would have to, I just picture it sitting outside in your car, looking at the window, saying I'm helpless. I can't do anything that is that is heartbreaking to me yes um i can i can only think about when uh, tammy's mother passed away uh uh not too long ago and she spent a ton of time with them and as you have somebody that uh, a loved one uh someone that's important to you uh it's it's better it's difficult it's not perfect but it's better if you spend time with them and make all of your amends and, and uh, start working through the grieving process. And and I'm not a psychologist, but I think this is the way it pretty well works. It would work that way for me. I don't, I I, I would instead with this, this disease I would have the, a, I, I don't have a chance to say, I can't be of help. I feel so helpless and I'm sad and I can't fix it. It's different. Uh, uh, it's different and it's, and I feel bad for the, for the people that are watching, uh, watching others, Absolutely. you know, that, that is, that to me is the saddest thing. And the numbers are extraordinary in it. Um, uh, it. it's all kind of coming at one time. So anyhow, my condolences to, to those folks that are really affected by it. I encourage you to keep your separation and, and, uh, do those things. And, and, but I'm telling you how you can survive it. Does you personally no good to muddle into oblivion and go broke in the whole process. And right now people need the financial help and guidance more than they've ever needed it more than they've ever needed
0: it. That's so true. And what we've talked about here at the beginning and what we came back to at the end here is, There are some things that you have control over and there are some things that you don't have control over. And the heartbreak that we're seeing out there where people just don't have any control once this virus takes hold and they are sitting alone in parking lots wishing they could be in with loved ones, we don't have any control over that. That's why we're staying home. It's why we're doing the things we can. We do have control over our livelihoods and supporting our families and being proactive to make sure that we're you know, financially okay when we come out the other side of this. So, you know, we Uh, can only control what we can control and it, it, the virus piece of it is is heartbreaking. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. Exactly. The way with the way that we survive and flourish uh, for ourselves is helping others to help themselves.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. That's what salesmanship is. And that's what helping them to make good decisions, whether it's annuities or investments, taking them off of their the proverbial dime and getting them to move forward. That's what your job is. Apply the same principles to yourself. That's your job first is get yourself moving. Okay. That's you're supposed to be motivational. You're supposed to be able to see people to help them financially and move them to action, move yourself to action also. So with that, Uh, I don't really have much more to go on uh, other than buckle up, buttercup, and get moving.
0: (laughs) Well, Chuck, I appreciate your insight. There is one more thing that I want to do before we wrap up, and we'll just lighten the mood here a little bit. Are you game?
1: Okay. I am.
0: Okay. I'm going to ask you five rapid-fire questions, but you just have to answer with one word and just say the first thing that comes to mind. You ready?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: What are you binge watching on TV or Netflix right now?
1: Uh, The virus. (laughs) Okay.
0: Are you one of the people that is hoarding toilet paper? No. What is the one thing you would hoard from the grocery store? Nothing. Favorite snack?
1: Uh, uh, Yogurt-covered almonds.
0: And what's the first place you're going to go when the shelter in place is lifted? Lake Gavin. Love it. Well, Chuck, thank you right. so much for your time. It's, I know our advisors love hearing from you. We love getting your insight. So I appreciate you taking some time. Thank you. All
1: well, right. I hope it's, I hope it's useful for everyone and I wish you the, all the best. Thank you.
0: Thank you.